0: Tonight on the show, we handle the great all-nighter, Paps' Blue Ribbon, and Leon with the 1980 pre-teen classic Midnight Madness. My guest is Zach Schaefer. This is Manic Movie Monday. <laughs> for the touch of your lips dear but much more for the touch of your
1: whips dear
0: you can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango all right welcome zach how are you doing tonight
1: i'm so happy to be here oh my gosh thanks for having me on your show
0: (laughs) this is so exciting all right well, we are here to talk about Midnight Madness from 1980. Midnight Madness! The disco song that went with it. We have Gosh. we have fun facts about it. Um, so first of all, the plot of this movie is as follows: five teams of college students attempt to win a dusk to dawn competition dreamed up by a grad student named Leon. <laughs> Leon Leon. <laughs> Leon. Um <laughs> Yeah. So the background with this one is so Disney was kind of stuck in the dark ages and Shocker. they had not, right? They had not nailed the demographic of the teen or preteen market at all. And, you know, Herbie, it was like they put in, they'd taken Herbie as far as he could go and nobody gave a shit. Um, yeah. So they hired a, young writer director team named michael nankin and david Wector to create a cross between it's a mad mad world and a pg rated version of animal house and uh i totally
1: yeah, see that yeah that's
0: pretty much the yeah and the and the duo had seen so many 70s because at the time this is like 78 79 they'd seen so many angsty 70s teenage movies they wanted to create something that was fun and made people happy
1: yeah i think the mission is accomplished
0: of which of yeah of which you and i relate to because that's why we started our podcast (laughs) and uh disney disney pretty much gave them the full run of their offices and let them have their production staff and script supervisors who had worked on like who's afraid of virginia wolf um so they had they they really kind of were able to write their own ticket with it and come up with as many wacky things as possible and disney just signed off on it wow because they really wanted them to to be able to you know um thrive Uh, but it was also they said it was also a very strange time in disney because they're there was a restaurant on the Disney lot that was men only. So the really? female script supervisor, who was like in her 70s, was not allowed in the restaurant.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> What is this, like, uh, what was that movie with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman? Eyes Wide Shut.
0: Oh, God.
1: We wear Mickey Mouse masks when we come in here.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's just, be revealed. it's bananas, but oh, it's, that's like horrible. totally okay. a thing. Like, almost, like, being part of a country club or something, but, like, you know, no, yeah, absolutely not. So, wow. So, they said that was kind of weird being on set, doing having to, you know, deal with that. It was a very strange thing. They were Like I said, they were... Disney was a hundred percent stuck in the dark ages. So um, they shot the film in the summer of 79 and released it in February of 80. And all of the people were chosen, like acting wise, they wanted Steven first really badly because of the animal house. Okay. But he continued to hold out for more money. So, and then finally he told them, he was like, look, how many fat actors Are you going to, like, do you have on standby who can do this job? (laughs) And they were like, well, you're not wrong. And so they paid him what he wanted to to make or whatever. Um,
1: I mean, okay.
0: Yeah. Eddie Deason's role was written specifically for him. Which (laughs) makes sense because I think any movie we've seen Eddie Deason is, he's pretty much plays himself every single time.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) So um, Andy Tennant, who plays Melio, had the flu through most of the movie, um, but it did not slow him down from making time with uh, both Candy and Sunshine behind the scenes.
1: Whoa, Melio! Right?
0: I was like, well, Melio, I can see that.
1: Meanwhile um, I thought that dude was the hitchhiker from Texas Chainsaw Massacre for a minute I'm like is that the same Oh actor? yeah sure. um
0: Ed, Edwin Neal yeah yep. nope two different no and Andy Tennant actually became like a he became a director like a pretty oh. prolific TV director Oh cool so he probably has the most well of course, Michael J Fox. I mean, who could forget him, but I mean, you know, Michael um, Fox,
1: Michael Fox, Michael,
0: Michael Fox, um, was 18, but looked 12. And that was what they wanted. They needed someone who was going to be able to work at night. You know, he was 18 play.
1: when he did that. Yeah. Wow.
0: To play, to play Scott. And then
1: puberty had not kicked in for that. No,
0: young man. no, no, no. And then David Naughton was basically hired because of the I'm a Pepper campaign. (laughs) Wow! And and because he had just had a hit with Making It, um, yes. And apparently, it was also a TV show.
1: I didn't know that.
0: That Making It, no, Making It, Making It
1: was like Making It was
0: a show. And then he had the Making It song, and then he was all over the TV with the Dr Pepper commercials. So
1: as as Adam, I don't apologize. I just look at you, and you'll know I'm sorry yeah
0: movie. adam never apologizes during this movie nope. and the funny thing is he's supposed to be our romantic lead yeah our our love interest you know and then by the end of the movie it's like you wouldn't really you wouldn't fuck him with somebody else's vagina like no. why Just would- <laughs> <It's> like no
1: <laughs> yeah 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 he he lost his luster um towards the third act i was just like dude you're you're, you're not selling yourself very well right now.
0: Mm-mm. No, terrible character. Um, but yeah, but the guys from the guys from the green team, the, the, you know, the beer drinking Paps Blue Ribbon guys were yep. actually best friends off camera. And so oh. that camaraderie showed through when they filmed, like you could tell that they were very, very bonded as a group.
1: Out of all of them, they definitely give off that vibe in the movie for sure.
0: Absolutely. Including
1: Dirk Blocker from mm-hmm. John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness.
0: Apparently he's also on a show called Brooklyn 99. Which yes. yeah, I haven't seen, but apparently it's very funny. I I don't I'm watch it,
1: but I know Corey Corey from Podcasting After Dark watches it. So.
0: Is he? Okay, because I'm all I'm very late to the party on everything. So
1: it's okay. I, I'm oh. apparently late to the party on um um what what is it? What's Psych? the show you want me to watch? Psych. Yeah. <laughs> Psych. Psych. Like, <laughs> Whenever I hear "psych," I'm like "psych." Remember it's when the really people would say good. that in the '80s? I know,
0: I know, I know. I want I you can...
1: to be my boyfriend, psych. What? It's like, you
0: just—it's such a good show. It's just—I will, good... I will watch it. It's a love letter to the '80s, and that's why I like it.
1: I—it's—it—it it's it, it is so, its so—it's at the top of my list. I
0: just—I haven't had any time. I know, I know. You have a kid, and why? And
1: three, and, two podcasts, and, and two podcasts. <laughs> auditions I mean, like the wazoo and yeah yeah
0: you have tons of stuff to do and, and the, you know you don't need to get into like an eight season television show right? But my now.
1: wife my wife would love that like you know I, i'm all geeked up on wanting to watch stranger things and she's like it's too scary it's too scary i'm like okay i'll watch oh. it by myself and but psych she totally would be down for yeah
0: because it's i i it's a cute show you know in keeping with today's theme i mean i i saw midnight madness when i was a kid and i loved it because it was it it's kid friendly it's very i mean you know some of it not so much but yeah (laughs) but it's it's presented you know there's colors and 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 lots of cars and lots of scenery and and it's it's a giant scavenger hunt for no apparent reason because there's no prize. It's just they're just doing it to do it.
1: There's a sweet trophy with a, or a not a trophy, but a little uh, plaque that they put a like a little um, a CAD like metal cardboard c- cutout of their vehicle on there. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, that's all they got. Okay.
0: That was, and I love the, you know, it, it's, it's a weird hodgepodge movie. I, I mean, it's kind of a series of like vignettes that happen. It is.
1: It is. I so, haven't seen this movie. Yeah. I, I like you watched it when I was a kid, uh, countless times and then didn't watch it for a long time. And it came out on like VH Anchor Bay when Anchor Bay released back in the day with these cool clamshell VHS boxes, I think they released one of Midnight Madness. I don't remember, but then mm. they released a DVD and I got the DVD and I would watch it over and over again. Uh, and then I hadn't seen it for years. And when you said, you want to you do Midnight Madness? And I'm like, uh, yeah, totally. That's- and watching it again, it, wow. It's just, I have so many more emotions now versus just watching it clearly as just a fun late 70s, early 80s comedy a family film, yeah. There are some moments. It is the most saccharine um, teenage sex comedy in a way, you know, and like the most like kid friendly, I guess, if you're going to do that. Uh, and and I have I don't have a problem with any of that. Mm-hmm. I think, and I don't even have like contextually this it makes sense like everybody is unlikable except for a few people in the movie yeah I think that's, in, that's totally intentional <laughs> once you let that go i feel like dustin at two dollar lay fee he'd be like i can't watch this because i would just want to punch everybody in the punch face. punch
0: everybody in the face yeah Maybe.
1: you know but uh but I, yeah watching it again it was so fun to like trip down memory lane especially los angeles in the late seventies, early eighties, a lot of which doesn't even exist to this day. Um, I know.
0: And that's, that was one of the things I was going to ask you was because you live in Los Angeles and so, or you live, you know, LA adjacent, yes, So
1: Santa Monica, yeah.
0: Santa Monica. So you have seen all of these places and you've been to all of these places and like, that's, awesome. And the movie, the writer and director designed it to be not only a love letter to Los Angeles, but a love letter to their friendship because they'd been friends since junior high.
1: Now, that's cool. I didn't know that. I mean, first of all, all of these facts you're coming out with, I didn't know any of them and it's blowing me away. Um, I wanted to play this game. This, this movie made me want to stay up late. <laughs> uh, and I know this influenced like legit real college games in the future. Um, and for good reason it is silly and it's fun I, I first i i have to say this because it's just like on the top of my head and i don't want to forget it leon the actor who plays leon right he wasn't even going to be in the movie they just found him they like saw him on a cast like when they were doing a casting call and they yeah. randomly saw them and like yeah you're the guy right? yeah
0: he that's how he got hired and and uh, i that's and he's one creepy looking mother He's like creepy
1: looking, but he's like he could be the doppelganger for what is it? I wrote his name down. He's the doppelganger for uh, Jay uh, Bar- Baruchel or Baruchel. oh J- oh Jay
0: Baruchel. Yeah, Baruchel, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. You slap an
1: afro on that guy he's in slap some an glasses. Afro on him. It's the same guy. It's a doppelganger.
0: He could pull it off. Oh my god! That's- but he
1: doesn't. He doesn't talk with that affect like Jay does. You know, he puts yeah. that like voice on all the time. And I'm Good like, what, what are you doing, dude? I, mean, I know this is how I talk. No, that's not how you talk.
0: No, it can't possibly be how you talk.
1: <laughs> oh, can you that the, the potatoes, please? No, no <laughs> that's not how he talks. I'm sorry, he does not talk that way. Oh my I saw god. I'm the sorcerer's apprentice. You did not talk like that. That's funny.
0: So I would love to know what your background is with this. I mean, like when how old were you when you saw? Do you remember seeing it?
1: Um, oh I think I saw it the year it came out. I might have I might have saw it. No, I was I was too young to see it in the theater. Uh, I definitely saw it on television when I was a kid. It was played all the time. All the time. It being a Disney movie, I have really strong feelings about Disney during this time. Um, I was not a Disney guy. I never was, actually. I am now because they own everything. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I'm not even like... uh, a huge fan of their kind of edgier animation that came out in the nineties, like Roger rabbit. I know people, Roger rabbit is like religion for people. I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm just, I'm just not. It's just for me. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's not for me. I know people are like, what are you talking no, about? I know
0: I get the same thing too. People are like, you don't like, you know, Who from Roger? It's not a
1: really I think thing. my biggest problem with that movie to, just to go off a little tangent is it was marketed as a kid's movie and it's not a kid's movie. Oh,
0: it's not a kid's movie.
1: No. And Dude. so this it's like saying
0: Dick Tracy's a kid's movie. Yeah. Like... And
1: I mean the same thing, they did the same thing with that. It's not a kid's movie. Um, you know, Disney had come out with what uh, the, the black hole prior to this. And like, I think something wicked this way comes. Which is this.
0: fucking scary.
1: Oh, it's still scary.
0: That is a scary movie. Like yeah, seriously, that's something wicked. Yeah. No. No. Spiders, you know, Jonathan Price. <laughs>
1: if a stranger came up to you on the street and he had your face tattooed on his hands, that would be extreme danger. Right. Um, but yeah, like and Tron came out after this as well. Disney was making like Escape from Witch Mountain I think came out, and The Watcher in the Woods came out before this. But mm-hmm. Um I love this I love this is the part of Disney that I loved when they went kind of like outside the box they would go outside the box later with touchstone pictures but this is a legit Disney movie right and so I yeah like I said I watched this movie over and over and over again um and then hadn't watched it for many for decades right probably 10 15 years and just watched it thanks to you and um I had a mix of emotions like at one point I'm like I think that there's only one scene for me that really makes me uncomfortable and it's the miniature golf scene. It's the miniature golf scene because...
0: Oh,
1: like, oh. Well, actually two scenes. The miniature golf scene and the arcade.
0: Okay. Well, two
1: what, okay. The arcade because they destroy this arcade, this beautiful arcade. I know. That's run by Paul Rubens, by the way.
0: Yes, run by Paul Rubens. Thankfully, it was a set.
1: Yeah, I clearly at that point, I'm like, it's a set, mm-hmm. but it's... You know this movie will get you in the nostalgic feel zone because it's it's all those things from the '80s, even though it's, it technically is a '70s movie, right? And it yeah. has that vibe to it with the disco music and. You
0: know, which I, if
1: I if I could change anything, I'd change the theme.
0: Speaking of which, now it's funny that you should mention that. Yeah, the 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 disco theme song was composed um, by 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 David Wechter and his dad Julius Wechter. Julius Wechter is famous. For having composed the theme to the dating game.
1: Oh, it totally feels like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reserve <Whereas Eric Roberts laughs> when we <laughs> need him with his trumpet. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, you know, it's funny that it's funny that this has a connection to television because, in many ways, this feels like uh, a TV movie of a sitcom where they all the characters finally came together at the end for yes. like one big movie of the week.
0: Yes, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Like a, like a, like when the, when the stars got together and did Olympic sports for no yes. apparent reason, you know, like Circus of like
1: the it's Stars. Joe Piscopo at the pole vault. Yeah. You yeah, would never do pole vaulting. Right. I'm sure, but.
0: Right. Exactly. It was kind of like that. It was like a lot of different people in this movie and, um, Thankfully, though, like the behind the scenes stuff, they said that everyone got along fine. No one was an asshole. Um, That's great.
1: That's great. It seems that way, man, because Steven first, which like, can we just call it right now that he's uh, that's. Tim Burton probably took that character and made Francis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Mark Holton. Oh, uh, absolutely. It's Francis. It's totally Francis.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure if Stephen first had stuck around long enough, he too would be playing Gacy at one point in his life. Like, (laughs) for Mark. Meanwhile,
1: Mark Mark Holton's like, at least I survived, you know? But um, but yeah, uh, I I think that the unlikable characters are so loathable. Like you feel so... At some point, and, and I think at that point, it, like there's so many negative things that the quote unquote bad guys do. It gets to a point of parody where you're just like, okay, yeah, they're horrible. They're going to get their comeuppance. It just, it takes too long in some respects, maybe for them to get their comeuppance. But you feel like at the third act, the, the it's almost like we got there, we're fine. Let's everybody just have a big party now. It's all good. Yeah. And I'm like, okay with that. I'm okay with that.
0: Everyone seems to put their differences aside to be able to party at the Bonaventure Hotel, which I am someday going to go to and pay and, you know, just take a pilgrimage to the to the Bonaventure Weston Hotel. Yes. Thank Ooh, you. Nice. I, I did the research on that one.
1: Go to the um, 27th floor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's just... Ugh. It's so cool. And all those places and like, I've never been to the Griffith Observatory, obviously, oh. and, you know, I think I went to Dupars when I was out in LA because I lived in Los Angeles for a very tiny, tiny period of time uh, during a writer strike, which was the dumbest period of time that you oh, could gosh. as a writer live in Los Angeles.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
0: It was like, Oh, I've come here to pursue my dream. Nope.
1: <laughs> no. I'm gonna hit it big. Well yeah. you'll hit it big if you stick with it for the next 30 years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There was uh, you so you yeah. you
1: didn't get to go to, and I wrote it down, you didn't get to go to um obese male child. Oh, um,
0: oh, um Bob's big boy. Uh, yeah.
1: Because <laughs> Johnny's Johnny's was a place. Johnny's yeah. was a place. It so was the Johnny's, rival the big boy.
0: Johnny's fat boy was actually a place though yes okay yes
1: and i um it might have been called slight something slightly different because it's clearly a ripoff of bob's big boy right uh but in the big the big boy is still there in burbank um which is cool cool. and yeah some of these obviously griffith observatory is still there uh there's there was one moment they're driving down the road and i'm like is that I was trying to picture exactly where that might've been like in downtown LA. And if you go to their IMDB, all the locations are still there, the filming locations, which is cool. But um, it's just, one thing I notice about this movie, as I do with many movies set in LA in the eighties is the lack of traffic. Oh, there's no
0: traffic. I mean, (laughs) when they, when they're, um, when David Naughton and flinch are, Trying to flag down a car and there's no cars anywhere. Yeah, I think like,
1: that was Fairfax where they shot. Is that, that it where that was? Like, okay. It looks like it to me. Yeah. Looks like it.
0: That makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's no cars to be seen. And finally, there's cars. I'm like, oh, there's the traffic. They were just Great. waiting on it.
0: There's the traffic we were waiting on. So, so, so this nerdy character, Flinch, hops in this girl's car and I All I could think about when she, when he hops into her car, basically just like hijacks the car. All I thought about was the hillside strangler.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well that was going on at that time.
0: I was like, what could possibly go wrong?
1: <laughs> oh, the late the seventies when it was so innocent, was it?
0: No, oh. it was. I mean, California in the seventies and early eighties was wall to wall serial killers. Yeah, <laughs> it was just. It was, totally bananas so and so yeah French that's just this he,
1: innocent looking young college kid who who looks an awful lot like the kid in revenge of the nerds like an older version of the kid because they have the same bowl cut um i'm just getting his name so I don't oh know.
0: andrew you mean um um is it wormser wormser is andrew, the kid you're talking about
1: andrew cassis I think. andrew
0: cassis
1: yes yeah 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 i mean he looks like an older version of him and I like Flinch. I thought Flinch was cool. I'm like, now Flinch, mm-hmm. get to make sure you're in the right car. Make sure you're in the right car, kid.
0: Right. Oh my goodness. Um, but I,
1: I will say, how come he didn't get his a uh, uh, yellow sweatshirt? He didn't get a. yellow Yeah, sweatshirt.
0: everyone else had the yellow sweatshirt. I also thought it was funny how when they were passing out the sweatshirts or they're passing out the things, that somehow the green team ended up with these like half-shirt mid-drift situations. Yeah
1: yeah because every every cool jock sported a crop top
0: like they knew they were like you clearly yes need this crop top
1: you dirk blocker <laughs> you, dirk who, you have, who have the coolest non bouncing chicka wow wow name you can think of but right I, dirk I mean, clearly dirk his name Locker. got oh my goodness and he came to hollywood and he's like i'm gonna be a an actor an actor <laughs> No, but yeah, they all get their, they all get their outfits. I mean, in, with today's lens, you can talk about the stereotypes. You can talk about the, the, the things that just would not fly by today's. I mean, clearly the, 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 the twins, Lulu and Peggy are.
0: Poor, poor, poor Lulu and Peggy. You know, I mean, they're, who, they're were, who were hired because one of them was, um, one of them starred in the writer and director had a, a movie that they made that was like a short and they were using it as sort of their calling card in okay. Hollywood. Like to say like, Hey, we're writers. Here you go. Uh, called junior high. She was in that and they had asked her, they were, they were talking to her about something and she was like, you know, I have an identical twin. And so they wrote oh. that part for the, the twins, you know?
1: I mean, they, they're great. They're great. They really are. But, and God bless them for doing all the things that they, they wow. were, probably were forced to do. I've,
0: I know, I know. It's like they time.
1: go to uh, they go to the uh, the food stand and whatever at that random uh, little carnival, and they're like, it's sold out. And they're like, oh, they must have been here. They
0: must have been here. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, <laughs> it's, bad. Like, it's bad.
1: It's bad. Those things you just cringe at because you're like, oh yeah, you just can't the do guessing that. the
0: weight, and and they're just like the guy's just shaking his head like <laughs> no. <laughs> can't so, do it so yes it, it you have you have that i mean and you have kind of a a more we should call it a more butch sorority if you will um yes anyway and uh and then you have um and then you have the white team which is the eddie deason the which basically look, look like members of devo
1: oh totally like, yeah and straight eddie up <laughs> Yeah. And you said, you said Eddie Deason was basically playing himself. I met him at pinks, another LA <gasps> pinks! Yes! pink's, in, in um, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I remember going there and he was sitting in the back by himself, reading a book.
0: Oh my and God.
1: I, and I just introduced myself and I said, hi. And he's like, Oh, nice to meet you. Oh like,
0: Lord. Yeah. And you're like, cool. yep. Yep. You, you lived up to my expectation, buddy. Thank you. Yeah.
1: And that guy, apparently he's still um, he's still, you know, doing voiceover work and uh
0: yeah he does a lot of cartoon stuff and video game stuff and i mean yeah he's parlayed that voice into a huge huge career which a lot of people don't survive the 70s and 80s
1: (laughs) no and i think he's better suited for behind the camera because as, as interesting as he is to look at he has the same expression every time Like, I wouldn't say he's the most polished actor. He's just good at that one look. Yeah. It works. It works for him. I I know, I I know we um, just behind the curtains, so to speak, with the before we did this, talked about doing the show, there was uh, not necessarily a lot of love for this movie. No. I think it all depends on your generation when you, uh, how old you are coming in. And how old you
0: are when you see it, because that particular. A podcast that decided to review that movie had never seen the movie before yeah it was a um it was a guest who had suggested the film so they didn't pick it for themselves we'll just leave that on the table but no it it it, it the lens of that wasn't they like it. They also didn't like airplanes. So, you know, fuck them. Oh, what?
1: (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. Like I get it. I get that some of these movies don't necessarily hold up for a new audience. However, for the nostalgic audience, they certainly do. In my opinion, if you're able to let go of, you know, 2020 current political culture, cult, everything going on, if you can let go of all that and just go in with this, with, with an letting that side go, you know, airplane is riddled with stuff that you can pick apart today, but you know what? It's a hilarious movie. In my opinion, as the the dude says, that's just like your opinion, man.
0: The funny thing about it was the thing that they found dis not distasteful, but the thing that they didn't like was my favorite character in the whole movie. And that's Johnny. They said that Johnny was annoying and the worst part of the movie. And Ooh. then I unsubscribe to their podcast. Because <laughs> it doesn't take much, really, for me to turn coat. <laughs> really
1: I think, stuff. yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> I was like,
1: nope. Like, so, Johnny's your favorite. and, and Oh, and-
0: absolutely. I absolutely have so much love for Steven Stucker and rest in peace. Um, his work in, kentucky fried movie and an airplane and the fact that he ad-libbed most of his lines and he was this natural improv actor and you know yeah that dude's awesome and that i i can quote airplane mainly because of the johnny lines you know because like i remember all of that stuff i have that weird savantian quality of being able to pick up movie dialogue and then repeat it back in character
1: (laughs) Um. (laughs) well you gotta i mean that's the thing if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna break down a movie that you've never seen before and it came out 30 40 years ago you gotta go back and and think about what was going on at that time and what was considered comedy or drama or you know there's a lot of things that you watch today from that era like action movies for one you know just look at action movies i remember um talking to Corey about this when we went on podcasting after dark when we talked about uh um, uh deadly force the wings hauser movie and the way he fought in that movie and you know under a 2022 lens when action movies have taken it to the highest level and the stunt choreography is off the chain they're like, like levitating
0: and fighting in the air <laughs>
1: yeah yeah right and but but now you just gotta let it go you gotta go okay well back then was that considered cool maybe not so much but is it that bad no come on people
0: well this movie i i mean when they when they just shredded it into tiny little pieces um like i can understand the age Thing Like I can understand if you did not grow up with this film and you watched it as an adult, you would probably be like, this is silly, or this is, you know, contrived or, or this has bad acting in some, some, some places. For me, it represents, you know, the fun of, of a scavenger hunt and the whole, I, I love movies that take place all in one night. Yeah, me too. Like I, absolutely love that after hours for example. after hours modern girls is another one that we want to do on the show because i love modern girls um
1: have the soundtrack on cassette
0: i got the soundtrack on vinyl back there
1: (laughs) of course you do cut from the same thanks
0: to cds cds you want
1: (laughs) yeah when, when when will they become a sponsor for your show
0: I don't you know what I actually have to send him an email and I have to say listen is it okay for me to mention you on the on air because I really like you but if you don't want people knocking on your door
1: <laughs> true <laughs> good point
0: I mean you know <laughs> type of business and all yes <laughs>
1: so, oh, the bootlegging industry is really good right now. yeah <clears throat> imports yes
0: yes so, <laughs> But, you know, I mean, like, he made it possible for me to own the Hardbody soundtrack. So, and that thing hasn't left my my CD player
1: in two weeks. <laughs> no doubt about that. I mean, that's phenomenal stuff. Yeah, th- this this movie is silly. It's fun. Uh, Midnight Madness. It is, it is like, uh, it reminded me of, it's, yeah, it's based on It's a Mad, Mad World, right? Or, it, uh, but then other movies that have come out since I think rat race was a movie rat uh, race. in the 90s yeah. million dollar mystery million dollar
0: mystery with Kevin Pollack. It's one of yeah. his first movies it's great. really
1: if you guys haven't seen that go check oh, it out it's yeah. a lot of fun I million love the dollars. I love caper or movies where there's like some sort of game involved. Um, There was no joke. There was a a point when monopoly was being pitched around, and maybe it's still in the works, but a monopoly movie where a, you know, billionaire basically uh, puts all these contestants in this small town and they see what property they can buy up and whoever gets the most property at the end wins the town. Um, oh my
0: god
1: it's a very cool premise actually that's a great
0: premise it. yeah obviously it's probably a matter of time before this gets remade so I mean
1: I think they should i think' think this is overdue for a, for a remake I have a problem at remaking something like after hours because that movie to me it's flawless yeah um but this movie should be remade and it would be really funny with today's you know kind of like the, the guy could set rules about it. You know, you you can't use Uber or you can't use Lyft or you can't use a car can't service. Use Google. To... Yeah, right. No, yeah, your phones have been deactivated, right? That's you leave right. your phones here. You have to use old school maps. This is, see, it's writing itself. See,
0: it's writing and itself. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the guy, because the guy could be a total nut when it comes to technology. But mm-hmm. but maybe he's like, you know, brings everybody together. Maybe there's like an action component to it where it's like kind of devious, you know but uh, I love that or puts little ankle bracelets on them. And, you know, if they, they go past the city limits or whatever, they'll explode. They've got like
0: (laughs) low jacks. They know where they are at all times.
1: Right. Yeah. But I I was saying earlier, um, the mini golf scene really bothered me because, uh, especially when the, the green team, the jocks pick up Eddie Deason's ball and throw it in the water. And I'm just like, this is so not fair to these guys and, and and especially, um, Harold, you know, Stephen first, the blue teams care, uh, got called out for cheating. And I'm like, but they're not going to call out these guys for clearly like the game is falling apart at this point.
0: Do not go directly to the 18th hole.
1: No, let's go to the 18th hole.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You stupid. Don't you read just directions? (laughs) Meanwhile, oh, how
1: badly do you want Harold's van? Harold has this sweet...
0: Harold has the van sweetest van. And unfortunately, unfortunately, because I'm a serial killer aficionado, all I could think about when I saw that van was Bittaker and Norris. So... So I would try so hard to watch these movies and not think
1: of... Did they have an observation me. dome in their van, too? No, I'm okay.
0: sure they did not, but... Yeah, no, they did not have the observation bubble. It was kind of, there was like a little A-team action with that van, you know? It was very, and then they had the weird computer, the supercomputer inside, which was basically Google because they were just asking them questions and it was just spitting out, you know, find the 88 keys, you know?
1: What I love about that though is this this supercomputer they have in their van uh, it's a television monitor, a little TV screen, and it's not, it's supposed to look like what a computer would look like. Right. But it's clearly like, uh, you know, something printed on the TV right? and what it, it's really like animated or whatever, but it's cool. Cause I'm like, they're trying to use computer technology, quote unquote, but, yes. but don't, but can't do it just yet. So it's pretty, it's kind of ahead of its time.
0: Computer technology that fails when, uh, when Stephen first decides to put marshmallows, because uh, he's trying to hide them from his his girlfriend has him on a diet, and yes. I don't know what kind of diet. I mean, it's the eighties, so I'm guessing the diet is probably just not eating,
1: starving yourself. Is yeah. starving
0: yourself in some level, um, and so he's you know, and so he has to like stuff these mars- stuff these marshmallows in his mouth and then hide them in the computer in which, of course, they melt. And... Uh, as,
1: as one would in a computer, yeah.
0: And it's so sad, you know, because all he wants to do is fucking eat. He's hungry. <laughs> he's oring He has to win this competition. It's hypoglycemic,
1: because, probably. Yeah,
0: you know? he has to win this competition because his dad will not be shown up by, um, by, by Adam... Uh, who I guess apparently he knows Adam's dad. At
1: yeah, the everyone knows who Adam is. He's everyone knows cool who Adam, man. right? Adam. The guy who kind doesn't a, apologize. Kind of a douche, Adam. Yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest. David Naughton... Does I'm not
0: apologize in this movie at yeah, all. Yeah, the fan of his
1: work, he does not apologize. If if you are, quote-unquote, an upstanding citizen, then you apologize. Granted, he, he like, did make amends with everybody but also you still say you're sorry he forgot his son he forgot his brother's birthday for crying i out loud. know
0: that made me so upset. i was like that's so sad poor, poor, poor little
1: poor little scotty
0: poor scott <laughs> um <laughs> what's
1: well- so funny about that though because david non like the way he bats his eyes you know the director was like all over that they're like look you're this you're this boy next door quality you're just I'm this hunky guy you know, who's awkward around women, which is endearing. Right. But you're All mean chucks. to your
0: brother. Right. But you're mean to your brother. I know. mean
1: everything.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm saying is any woman worth her weight in gold would look at that behavior and just be like, no, vagina off limits. You're not coming anywhere near me. I'd <laughs> rather Hands have off. anyone else but you, you asshole. <laughs> like,
1: I couldn't get over the fact that uh, I'm like taking notes on the movie and I'm writing Adam and Scott, Adam, Scott, Adam, Scott, Adam, Scott,
0: Yeah, right? Like see Adam Scott would be great in that movie.
1: He actually would.
0: He would be, he would be awesome. Cause he, he is the quintessential. He has played both the nicest guy in the whole wide world and the most sociopathic guy in the whole wide world. Yes, And, 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 excellent at both. Absolutely excellent at both. So yeah, okay, Adam Scott, we love you.
1: <laughs> and I think you should pull out wherever Leon is and just have Leon again, because I love the opening of the movie when he shows up and you just hear everyone go, Leon. Leon? And you're like, who's who's Leon?
0: I know. It's like, he's this, this sort of larger than life character that everyone knows about. And, and, i mean in the summary it says he's a grad student it says he's a college student of some kind yes but that is never discussed in the movie i mean he's pretty much just like a dude living in an apartment with a bunch of old people and a strategy board and two women who are way out of his league today's
1: standards though but, if he was a ceo of a tech company because he clearly is like the mark Zuckerberg oh, type,
0: super super smart obviously um <clears throat> i mean you know he's got the he's got the big dick energy i he mean he does he does you know it looks like, like
1: rupert holmes actually a little bit too
0: oh nice nice if you like pina coladas <laughs>
1: So, so we listen to a lot of yacht rock in our house and Rupert Holmes, besides the Pina Colada song has uh, a a couple songs, one song called him where he's like, you know, uh, he's talking, he basically, the story is he walks in on his girlfriend or whatever. And, and, and he finds the other guy's cigarettes on the counter he's like, he left his smokes behind him, him, him. What's she gonna do? What's she gonna do about him? I wish it was me. So we we sing that a lot. And then this answer, uh, what, another one another call? My yeah. favorite is the
0: answering machine. is the answering machine song.
1: I'm so sorry, so sorry I'm that, that I did. Yeah, if you guys have never heard this stuff, you need to look up Rupert Holmes' back catalog. Besides <laughs> the Escape song, it's genius. And then look up his videos on youtube because they're this it's like there's no way in a million years that this guy would garner the kind of attention that he did back then Um, lunch
0: hour and lunch lunch. (laughs)
1: yeah my god so my my yeah so the beside the leon thing so much of midnight madness feels like well you should just already know who these people are and that's why it feels like I was watching a sitcom and then this is the, the, the mm-hmm. season finale movie or was there, there was a TV movie called, what is it called? Poison Ivy. Uh, with yes.
0: With Michael, Michael J. Fox, Fox and uh, Nancy McKeon.
1: Yes. And mm-hmm. it feels like that where you just got a bunch of sitcom stars together mm-hmm. and made for TV movie, which I'm, again, I'm totally <clears> cool with. You could do that now, but without YouTube stars.
0: I think you could, I think you could successfully remake this and and make it fun and, and make it, you know non technologically savvy like it was like you know a map what's this i mean because i think a lot of people don't really if you took away a person's phone they would be 2 seconds away from digging through garbage looking for their identity <laughs>
1: like they, agreed
0: i mean i i don't have phone numbers memorized <laughs> i don't <No>. know anything <laughs> i mean the,
1: no the, think about that think about all the things that you don't do anymore you know that that the movie totally writes itself like i there there is that tech like shuts down the cell signal or whatever on your mm-hmm. phone you know yeah. that would be brilliant
0: absolutely and then we
1: use maps at home here at home to wrap uh presents in old maps <laughs> people love it people are like oh this is such a great idea i'm like what else are you going to do with an old map
0: right because no, no one's using it yep it's totally yeah. true. Um, so the unfortunately, would
1: be kind of cool. So, anyways,
0: the unfortunate thing about Disney's involvement with this film is that they got cold feet once it came out and decided to release it under the Buena Vista label rather than the Disney label, and they didn't really do a lot as far as advertising was concerned. So mm. it kind of got lost and in an age where you know there were a lot of like sex comedies being released it was kind of like it didn't really know where it belonged
1: no because it didn't fit in with Porky's or Mm -mm. you know um police academy or you know anything like that because it just didn't fit that mold it wasn't it was pg it was a pg movie
0: it's a pg rated movie there's nothing in it i mean there really is nothing in it there's i mean nope like thinking um, i'm just thinking if there's any kind of there's some
1: suggestive
0: stuff in it and oh there's a lot of that there's some you know cleavage (laughs) and a whole cleavage (laughs) plot point
1: (laughs) i mean yeah the melons the melons
0: look between two giant melons
1: um or or what you know flinch is when he's talking to adam about you know when he first gets to college and what he's nervous about and
0: oh yeah 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 Uh uh-huh
1: like, like that's that's not something that for a PG movie you're not taking a seven year old and no answering those questions
0: no no no, um, but I think I think it's um, it's still just like a fun adventure type type of a movie and and uh,
1: totally and it's a snapshot silly.
0: you know it's a, it's a snapshot of California during that time.
1: Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. And that's and it, awesome. it's, it's a time capsule film that, um, you know, for better or worse captures a, a time when, when a lot of things just were like overlooked or a lot of uh, under the radar kind of thought I, to me, to me, I'm totally fine with it. I'm actually very happy that I watched it again. And, you know, I'm here on your show to talk about it. Cause it's a, a movie that should be revisited because you really it's, I think you can get it on DVD, but, um, I don't think it's really widely available anymore.
0: It's um it's 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 free on the the tube that is you. It's free on that. Um, oh, okay, cool. Like you okay. can watch it in its entirety as well as a lot of other movies that we I mean, I didn't I had never seen Piranha 2, the one where they fly. And yes. my uh my my other half was very stoned. And he was like, There's a movie where they fly. And I said, "Yeah," and it's directed by James Cameron. And he—he he just that was it. He was like, "Oh, we gotta play that movie now." <laughs> so
1: so That's hilarious!
0: Thanks, YouTube, for that. Um, <laughs> and we watched it, and and I actually enjoyed it. I enjoy the Piranha series, and we're gonna be. We're I've got someone coming on to talk about Piranha, and and uh, I'll probably mention Piranha too because no one gives a fuck about it anyway. It's shot in Italy, like it's such a. Oh. It, it, it is a very, it, it has a very Italian look to it. Like it looks kind of like you're watching a giallo. Um, oh,
1: nice. Okay. And, and it's
0: kind of cool that it's all shot at night or underwater because then the flying fish don't look so horrible. That you're like, oh my god, you know. Um
1: they, they they cover that up with the with the nighttime shots.
0: They did good, man. James Cameron did a did a good job. You can tell he had, you know, and he even said he's like, it's the best flying fish movie ever. <laughs> of course it is. Next <laughs> to
1: Avatar. Next, next, next and to he's avatar. not
0: wrong. Yeah, right. By the
1: way, a new <laughs> avatar comes out this year. If you haven't seen the exact same preview over and over and over again, just oh seeing...
0: god, are they doing that? Are you yeah, making sure Oh, there's a second Avatar coming out?
1: Yeah, so since the pandemic, you know, obviously we haven't been in the movie theater, but in the past year, we've been going more often. Oh, so you've more trailers. They've been showing literally the exact same trailer. What, five, five movies I think we've seen in the theater now in the past month or two? Oh my God. It's the same one, same one.
0: That's insane.
1: And I'm like, okay, this is cool. But, you know, when that first one came out, everyone was so excited about it because it was like technology they really hadn't mastered yet and now that technology is just so kind of okay cool it's yeah sure I'll see it but
0: I, I yeah I, I'm such no, a midnight madness no I know I'm such a I, I'm such a practical effects nerd you know and, and I love I I just I I it's like cool. old school stuff and so it's like give me Rick Baker and Savini and Nicotero and KNB and all those guys and even dick smith back in the day and stan winston all those guys over you know a cgi horror film like any day of the week it's just that's my
1: stuff i grew up with so that's my like face it. uh from the thing um <laughs> rob boutine oh rob yeah. boutine genius and
0: funny callback he did the makeup for Piranha
1: whoa boom, shakalaka. No wonder, <laughs> no wonder he uh, wow, he really cut his teeth. Nice, nice. Oh, but Always back <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, really quick, can we talk about the video game Starfire? In, in yes, Manhattan?
0: okay, so apparently it was a real game, yep, and but. There are parts of the game in the movie that were not there that were added later. Um yes. like the console part of it or whatever was yeah, because
1: it was a sit-down console game,
0: right? And they they modified it.
1: But <clears> it's <throat> Star Wars, it's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. There's even a musical, the score does pay a little bit of an homage to Star Wars in there, like it's like a slight I could have sworn it's like a slight little hint. Nice. Like, this is Star Wars. Very cool. As my son used to say when he was really little, "He go Dar Wars." Oh,
0: that's so cute! Oh my god!
1: Hey, did you did you hear that noise?
0: I I think I heard something. Is that? Oh, yep, that's the dog woof. Okay, all right, it's shout out time. This is where we like to pay tribute to podcasts that we love because we're a podcast.
1: So, you get a shout out. You get a shout out. You get a shout out.
0: That's right. So today, actually, this is funny. Um, The shout outs for today are going to be for $2 late fee oh, and wow. cool. podcasting after dark. Oh, hey, that's both awesome. amazing podcasts that have been unbelievably supportive of us with our journey with podcasting and also just great friends. Amazing content like. late fee does their due diligence. They research the eighties movies. They research the eighties music. They get people on there to talk about it. It's really fascinating to listen to it and just start at the very beginning and just go all the way. It's so fantastic. And then podcasting after dark is like the dirty cousin of $2 late fee. It is because it is more of the late night, up all night skin a max <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs>
0: variety um without being vulgar and without including pornography um but corey yeah, it's as,
1: as far as i can as, as yeah, much as i can hold it back. as
0: much as you can hold out yeah so corey, corey and zach and dustin and zach all you guys are so wonderful and we just want to shout you out today
1: oh wow wow i'm getting like a double shout out thanks <laughs>
0: it's so true all right. So to wrap up, um, is there like if you were going to convince someone to watch this movie who maybe had no interest in watching it or or hadn't seen it before or whatever, like what kind of selling points would you give?
1: Oh yeah, good 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 question. Um, <laughs> hey, you like video games? Hey, you <laughs> like you like candy? You like Stephen? You first. Like vans? <laughs> Do you want to
0: see Stephen first be a total asshole?
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you want to see a guy who typically is portrayed as a sweetheart be the complete opposite? Just an ass. Then this is the movie for you. Do you want to see Michael J. Fox before Back to the Future? This is the movie.
0: With a retainer.
1: With a retainer that gets used in a very interesting way.
0: Which I'm I'm pretty sure is not a thing.
1: No, like, it's definitely not.
0: I was thinking about it. I'm like, can you use a retainer that way? I never knew because I was a... Perfectly straight teeth kid, so I never yeah. had to deal with that, but
1: no. Sorry, not... sorry.
0: Does... <laughs> Do you want to
1: see Michael J. Fox before he was Michael J. Fox? He was That's just right.
0: Michael Fox. Michael Fox.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is the movie for you. No, I, I lo- I'm gonna go with my original. Do you like candy? You like video games? <laughs> you like vans? And this is the movie for
0: you. Windowless vans. <laughs> yes.
1: With an observation dome. Observation dome. <laughs> mm and carpet on the inside yeah oh, it's wild you know Orange. what to say if the vans are rocking it's because we're eating candy and playing video that's games.
0: right it's because they're eating lots of oreos <laughs> but they're not supposed to be eating oreos
1: <laughs> oh my gosh
0: lucille
1: leon!
0: leon there's a lot of like yelling of names in this movie
1: <laughs> i love it i Me, i'm leon. sorry i love it the minute leon comes on i'm just like this is so funny because my that's my humor it's like so it's random where you go what, what does that have to do with anything it's, it's leon okay. it's
0: so goofy it is it's goofy but it's, it's awesome goofy comedy it's great and i mean if you and if you're a pervert you know there are two brawless wonders named candy and Sunshine. And the opening of this film is a very long sequence of them roller skating. So, manja, yep.
1: I know, uh, I know, Corey will be watching it.
0: <laughs> well, we—it would be nice to get Corey to watch it. This is our plea to get Corey to watch it because I know that Corey did listen to that other podcast episode and was and was like completely turned off by it. So that's what I'm saying. Is
1: oh, that's would, right.
0: Cause he was like, Oh, I'll, I'll, you know, after, after that episode, I, I have no interest in watching that movie. And I was like, Oh, that makes me so sad. Cause it's actually a really cute, fun, you know, it's bonbons as my brother used to say, is this like, doesn't have real, is there's no nutritional value to it and that's okay. And it's fun. And, and it's bite sized It's bonbons.
1: And you know, yeah, you and I are the same mindset. There's too much hate in the world. Just lighten up. As, yeah. Like lighten up and be, and just, you know, if, if you're down to watch a, a brainless comedy, this is for you.
0: Absolutely. And, and
1: lighten up. Don't take it so seriously. It, it's open fun. your, ha, have an open mind. As Yeah, Van Damme it's said Blood.
0: I still giggle at the, when they go to the beer, the, the beer Definitely factory. The,
1: because oh, th- for- this movie- yeah. do not ribbon. want to drink uh Paps blue ribbon beer anymore because apparently uh sweaty football players swim around in the beer.
0: I just I don't know. There's just something really funny about that. Like oh it's hilarious. He, he falls, like he falls down and then he's like he's drinking, he's like, wait, wait, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like he face plants into the into the, the past blue ribbon. It's great. That's great. <laughs> Sweet. It's just, it's cute. It's a cute movie and it's, it's nice and it needs to get its due. And I'm glad that the, I'm glad that the writer and director are still doing interviews and stuff like that. I know Michael, um, Michael Nankin ended up writing uh, The Gate, the Canadian oh, cool. horror film. Nice. So, you know, they, your pad movie continued
1: working. I love that movie. I we're gonna break it down on pad eventually. Oh
0: really? Oh that's exciting. Oh god. It's so it's got such a weird look to it. And it's just it's it's, it's a really
1: weird movie. And, and it's technically a kid's movie.
0: That it's PG. It's yep. fucking horrifying. But I will tell you that when those little demon things come out, like those little claymation demons fall yeah. around and they're like, I wanted one of those as a pet. Me too. He did. Wanted one.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> Where's
0: my claymation demon? God damn it.
1: Anyway. <laughs> Where's my Well, this has been opens up a portal to hell.
0: So I know, right? I was like, well, everyone's got their flaws. Like, <laughs> um, I this has been super fabulous. Thank you so much for joining us and doing this.
1: Um, well, thank you for having me on. This has been so much fun for me too.
0: Yeah, man, we'll have to have you on to do Runaway or one of those other ones. I hope one you time.
1: have me back on. Yeah, because I, yeah. I love this is this is sometimes this is my favorite way to discuss a movie.
0: Absolutely, Corey's doing Black Emmanuel.
1: Of course he is. <laughs> have fun with that. Good luck. God you know it's
0: funny. I've actually never seen it, so I had to. Da- I had to get it off of an app on my Roku called. Brown sugar.
1: Oh I, mean, oh, I know that. Yeah, I, it, it's actually. um I a, think it's
0: like a black exploitation. Yes, different. It's
1: more. Yeah, it's more. uh It's it's not focused on like anything. You know, it's all, it's a uh, across the board. It's black. Yeah, blaxploitation
0: no, blaxploitation. it's like it's like exploitation B movie yep. drive-in horror. Cool. I didn't know
1: they had an app. I'll you know.
0: Yeah, they. Have an app. Yeah, <laughs> I was searching for Black Emmanuel, and it was like, whoop, I'm like.
1: Warning. Really? Like,
0: yep.
1: I did have not. Have fun with that.
0: <laughs> I did not think that was going to happen. And then uh, Diallo was going to come on and talk about, oh God, laser, laser blast.
1: <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun movie. So,
0: so we have we have a lot of people lined up that want to come on and talk about their favorite movies, and and awesome. That's why I designed it. I it was designed for to be a place where people could come and just talk about how much they love something that a lot of other people maybe didn't like, or that maybe they got made fun of for liking, or it's like, you know, it's the safe place to come in and talk about, you know, your love of color of night, you know, <laughs> if so.
1: Well, I'm just happy to come on and talk about a movie that rarely gets uh, talked about. So yeah, that's, you know, and that's my, that's my jam. I like to talk about things that are lesser known. So uh, it's, it's been a pleasure for sure.
0: Absolutely. All right.